Welcome to this Girl Life podcast. We're your hosts, Whitney Kleiner and Kristen Kavan, best friends who understand the power of friendship, good conversations, and the realness of creating your best life. Each week, you can find us here having real, raw, unfiltered conversations that you want to have with your best friends. It's everything you need to know to master this girl life. Let's get it started. Hey everybody, welcome back to This Girl Life podcast. It's Whitney Kleiner and Kristen Kavan. We are so glad to be back. It was a few months off and it feels nice to have these headphones on my ears again. I know, I missed this mic. Hello. Hello. And I've missed all of you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. If you're new to This Girl Life podcast, we are a lifestyle podcast hosted by yours truly. We're best friends and... This podcast just focuses on bringing knowledge to you guys through the stories of um, entrepreneurs and influencers, experts, thought leaders, and we just hope to curate some positivity for all you ladies. And, and like Whit gentlemen. said, and gentlemen. <laughs> and gentlemen. Yeah, we don't discriminate. Yeah. And like Whit said, we, we've been best friends since we were teens. And we just hope to create a place that you guys can come and find your best friends and listen to your best friends and laugh and cry and learn something along the way. So welcome back. We're glad to have you. We have some really awesome podcasts in store for you guys coming up and we can't wait to share all of our new, our new guests with you. I know it's been, it's been weird not podcasting. I've missed you. No, me too. (laughs) It's been a long summer. It feels like it's been a really weird summer. It really has. It's all due to Mercury retrograde. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm going to let you take the lead on what Mercury retrograde actually means. Because for me, it just means that things have been like a funk. Yeah, no. I mean, I feel like a lot of people probably know about Mercury retrograde. No? I don't. Except for the memes I see on Twitter. Yeah. Well, okay, it's a little woo-woo. But it just, you know, it has to do with mercury and its alignment <laughs> going forward and backwards like the whole thing <laughs> but it's supposed to cause it's just changing of energy and the it kind of brings like just weird things happening I guess they say so for me it was just a weird summer in general but um yeah like well I'll get into it later in a podcast I'm sure but we struggled with the miscarriage and just coming back from that and it just felt chaotic throughout the whole summer with a lot of travel so for me I was like mercury retrograde screw you <laughs> I'm gonna blame you for everything <laughs> well the positive news is it's over today yes there is it's over today light, light at the end of the planet tunnel yeah <laughs> <laughs> And there's a new moon. So I'm just going to say new moon, new beginnings, new everything, new podcasts. Yes. So, yeah. So I know. I was thinking about it today, how different summers are now than when mm-hmm. we were young. Yes. Like, can you, I mean, our summer revolved around like work, 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 try to travel, Spend time with Quinny, her first summer, her first like Aww. traveling to Tahoe and the lake and all that stuff. But then like you're working. So it just feels so different. And like for us, kids are kids started school like 
I know. They're already back. You know, it's crazy. And then I was thinking back to like when we were in our 20s and backstory for those of you who don't know, I went to Pepperdine in Malibu and Whitney literally lived with me for an entire summer. And yeah. I don't know what we did, but just like play beach volleyball <gasps> and lay out and like hang out with friends, go to <sighs> concerts, hung out with guys, drank. <laughs> yeah. Got crispy by the pool, got many wrinkles. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of beer pong. <laughs> And you didn't even drink beer. I didn't even drink. Yeah, I was drinking the hard liquor. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But it's just, it's amazing how 10 years changes your summer so you quickly. Know, that summer, we ended up going, it was like, guys, oh, just reliving the past. We went to Vegas for Kristen's 21st birthday and just like had an epic time. It was yep, insane. To give you a throwback, the song of the summer that year was I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry. Oh, yeah. So we got like the first – we didn't even know who Katy Perry was. And this right. guy, this fabulous gay guy was like, here, check out this CD. And we were like, what? Katy Perry? That's all we listened to. All summer. All we listened to. Yeah. So. And that's back in the days, again, when Whitney would try to get me to harmonize with her. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to Katy Perry, you can't even harmonize. <laughs> those were the days i know things definitely have changed for sure but i mean yeah. it's like all good now it's yeah, just totally. different you know i just spend my days at disneyland drinking and not <laughs> i know college boys drinking and i don't like sit in the sun i wear like big floppy hats with spf a, a thousand on my body and good girl you know, yes and my tanning drops <laughs> your tanning drops <laughs> no sun no. for me no i know well, okay, so we can't forget our my favorite piece of our intro. We have to do a yay and nay with Wit and Kay. It's yay and nay with Wit and Kay. Oh, shit. I think we should do a yay and nay from the summer. Yeah, I think, I think that's perfect. Since we are coming back, I haven't even thought of this. So I'm like... <laughs> okay, I know my nay. Okay. So Quinny got pneumonia oh. middle of July and she was out of school for 12 days. So that was my nay. That's scary. It was a, yeah. She's had pneumonia and the flu under 10 months old, which is just crazy. So that's my nay. Yeah. That's ugh, my child's about to enter preschool and I'm like, she's just going to be sick all the time. A little And you're going to be sick. I know. Ugh. I have never gotten more sick than when Quinn went to daycare. I swear to gosh, my, okay, this is off subject, but what you need to do the second she gets home, I literally strip her of all her clothes, give her a bath and wash her hands. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that when she comes home, we're literally getting right in the bath. Yes, I do. Every time, like we walk in the door, I don't even like set her on anything. We just strip her naked in the bath. Yeah. I think that's And that has gonna... seemed to help. Do. For sure. Okay. All right. So I'll do my nay. Okay. Obviously, I had a miscarriage. <laughs> that would be a pretty big name. That's the largest name of my life. Um, yeah. yeah, it was really shitty, to be honest. And yeah. um, it's going to require a whole podcast to just decompress. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely working through things. I'm doing – I'm totally implementing new um, techniques to try to, like, help this whole infertility thing so a lot of woo woo you know energy healing is is happening over here so <laughs> my theory is whatever you have to do to make yourself feel better your body yeah. feel better 
Yeah. And going into a side note, I'm trying Reiki. Yeah. Yeah. Just to, I think there's so, sorry guys, little tangent. Uh, <laughs> this is the longest yay and nay segment. <laughs> um, there's a little croy over here, by the way, and I want to crack it open. So hold on guys. Just <laughs> Also, wait, you having a miscarriage, sound? it's like a really sad thing, but it's just like one more thing that bonds us together. I know you had one too. Yeah. I know. And Kristen was there for me like more than you would like could even imagine it was it was just a really weird time but yeah I'm trying different things like Reiki to just help you know yeah open and move that energy and because I think there's a lot of weird connections but anyways so that was my nay yes that's a bad nay I know really shitty okay my yay my yay would be my Lake Tahoe vacation. So Lake Tahoe has been my favorite place in the entire world since I was eight. Mm-hmm. I started going there with my family really young and I finally got to bring Quinny and it was honestly like showing her Tahoe was like showing her magic in my world. And it was just, it was as magical as I like hoped it would be. It was so great. So mm-hmm. that would be my yay of the summer. That's a great name. And again, I, <laughs> Whitney's also... been to Tahoe. <laughs> been to Tahoe with Kristen. <laughs> Crash that. <laughs> that was another one of those young, yeah. sneaking the vodka bottle up to our room after <laughs> our parents That's went a to whole, bed. Guys. Because we were underage then. We were, we totally were only underage. Like Mom, I was totally drinking. But uh, there's a better story that goes along with it, and I have to share this. How much time do we have? Oh, my gosh. Okay. You guys. <laughs> okay. Imagine this. Okay, so your girl has TMJ, right? So I went went to the dentist, and I had been working with my dentist, and he was like, hey, so let's work with your jaw, but the biggest thing is, like, your teeth are too short. So I really suggest getting veneers. So I have these gorgeous veneers now. So if you look at my smile, like, they're not my teeth. But, of course, like, what, a day before I was going to Tahoe, he's like, let's put the temporaries on. So he had to, she shaved down my teeth. So imagine shaving your fucking teeth down to literally like, um, chicklets. No, it was like pencils, like pencil tip. Okay. Like, (laughs) that was what I looked like. Okay. So he put, he put them on, right? So I had temporaries on. I go to bed. I'm supposed to wake up and go to Tahoe the next day. Hold on. I get to tell this story from here on out. (laughs) Okay. So we leave for Tahoe every, like, Wednesday. That's when we leave. And we used to take the 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. flight. So I get a call from Whitney at, like, 5 in the morning. And she's screaming, crying that she chewed all her teeth off. (laughs) Guys, please imagine a horror movie. Like, a horror movie. I woke up with, like, it it was, like, sawdust. Or it was, like, rocks in my mouth. Like chalk, like, and I was like, <coughs> like gagging, and I go and like my teeth, everything was gone, and I had, it's literally like your worst nightmare going to the dentist where he shaves all your teeth off. I had vampire, I had, I had no teeth. <laughs> and this Tahoe trip was all five of our best friends were all leaving. And my thought is, you have to still come. I was like, you guys, I have no. Teeth. Like no, I had no 
fucking teeth. So anyways, I had to go to the – I had to miss the plane ride. And I had to go back to the dentist. And he had to put new ones on. And then I had to fly and, like, do all the stuff you have to do to get to Tahoe by yourself, which is, like, a freaking flight and then a bus ride. And, of course, everyone, like, when I arrived, were like, hey, Whitney, how are you doing? Like, How's your teeth? Thank God I didn't chew them off again. And – we have been friends for 30,000 years, and I have still never seen a picture of what the chewed-off teeth look Do like. You, you actually think I took a photo of that? I would never in my life. I, like, no. That was my one time. I Instagram wasn't around, and I would never Thank put that God. shit on Instagram. It was just, just so traumatic. So, luckily, every night now, Kale gets to watch as I put my mouth guard in, and I'm like, hey, they. Like, now I, it's so sexy. So I have a mouth guard every night or I chew my teeth off. If it makes you feel better, Adam and I both wear retainers because we both grind our teeth so bad. Well, so we're with you. We're but with you're you. you're still a grinder? Yeah. And they thought mine actually got worse in law school. Thank you for that. Yeah. So, yeah, I still like – and every once in a while if I get too drunk, uh, yeah. which doesn't happen very often, and I forget to put them in, yeah. I wake up with the sorest jaw and yeah. teeth and just a mess. The one time – this is, again, sorry, guys, such a tangent. When I moved to Guam, because, of course, you know me, get married, move to Guam, um, <laughs> I didn't wear my mouth guard one night. Who woke up with a chipped tooth? I did. I was in Guam with a chipped tooth. I remember that. And my mom was like, go see someone. I was like, no, I'm not going anywhere in Guam. Who goes to Guam and gets some sort of cosmetic dentistry thing done? <laughs> you would have God. ended up with pencil teeth again. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. Moving on. So my yay has nothing to do with my family. Um, Mine has to do with all the friends, TV show friends, things that are coming out right now. Can we just talk about this? So, Pottery Barn just came out with a friend's, like, edition. I ordered some stuff. Same girl. Some, yeah. We can cheers each other with our mugs. And yes. then there's a pop-up shop happening in honor of the 25th year and, like, an anniversary of Friends. It's in New York. We're all my best friends. Kristen is one of those best friends. We want to go so bad. Um, just FYI, I signed up for the email correspondence for the pop-up shop in New York. So I'll let you know. Of course you did. Yes. <laughs> of course. So we're – that's honestly – I've just been so thrilled with this. It's just the best show ever. The best show ever. Yeah. So cue Friends music. I'll be there for you. <laughs> if, I don't even know if I'm allowed to use it on here. I'm not sure. Uh, don't use. sue us because I don't know what that's from. I know. Um, I did a thing on Insta stories a couple days ago asking what people legitimately watch when they go to bed at night, right? Because, yep. like, I watch Friends. Our four best friends, that's all we watch. Well, I'm watching something different right now, but Sabrina. Okay. Sabrina Teenage Witch. Well, yeah. 14% of the 300 people that responded to my poll said that they have never even seen it. What are you like, doing with life then? Well, and that's my thing. So then I asked the question, why aren't you watching it? And only one person, well, four people responded, but they were silly answers. But I'm like, are you just now a cool kid? Like, you're 33. You've never seen Friends. So now are yeah. you just, like, not watching it because you don't want to – like, you – so that you can say you don't watch yeah. it? Because it's really just, like, bad for you. Yeah. Some people just aren't into it. But, yeah, I mean, you're, you are missing out. You are totally missing out. 
So. And it's funny now because like Rachel's jeans and skirts and outfits are all coming back. Oh my gosh, it's so relevant to today. It just totally. It, and same goes if you watch Saved by the Bell. Right. <laughs> it's so relevant. Probably Sabrina. Sabrina, there's some outfits. Yeah. God, Sabrina's right. the best. Um, ugh, Melissa Joan Hart, just come on our podcast. <laughs> do you I know that her. she is the celebrity that I get all the time when people are like, "Do you know who you look like, Melissa Joan Hart?" And I'm like, "Ugh." No, I don't see that. Me either. Do you know who I'm getting? Guys, Rihanna's story. <laughs> I'm so sorry. They we're all over the place this episode. Some lady, we went to Cody, Wyoming. Some lady was staying in our hotel, and it was 4th of July, and we were waiting for the fireworks in this little room or whatever because it was raining. And she's like, oh, my gosh, it's you. I was in the restaurant last night where you were at, and I was – I'm not a stalker, I swear. But I was trying to take a photo of you. Because you look just like the girl from Schitt's Creek. Oh. It's like the third time I've had someone tell me that. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. She's pretty. She's cute. Yeah, she is cute. But I just don't see it. I don't see that either. Yeah. But I, I mean, literally, she's like, you were moving too much and I couldn't get a photo. <laughs> she, <laughs> she took a photo with me there to send to her daughter. That is hilarious. Yeah. So anyways. You guys will have to tell us on Instagram. Maybe we'll do a poll. Who do you think Whitney and I look like and who do you get? Yes. I'd be interested. One time I got, you know that really mean restaurant in San Diego where all they give you is insults? Have you ever been there? No. It's I couldn't go. It's this horrible like seafood restaurant. Oh. And they like basically their whole thing is like they just make fun of you the whole time. Oh, that would be awful. It's horrible. And I got told that I was a fat Nicole Richie. <gasps> First off, no. Um, And no. then I get Amanda Seyfried a yes, lot. I can see that one. And I think that's just because we have really big eyes, and when we cry, we look ridiculous. Well, I don't know. I can just see it a little bit. I used to see Cameron Diaz all the time. And you? Yeah, when I was younger. For sure. Yes. Um, but now I'm just like, I'm like Cameron Diaz from The Mask, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? That's the Cameron yeah. Diaz. Yeah. Uh, and Charlie's Angels. I'll take her from Charlie's Angels, too. She's or from The Other Woman. She's my most favorite in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anywho. Okay. okay. We have to move on. Um, number one, because tangent, I have, I have 8% left on my computer. Like, oh. <laughs> we have to move on. Um, Today's podcast. Yes. We have Carlin Call of Just Ingredients on Instagram. You can look her up. Um, she is honestly the food guru. She <laughs> – guru. She blows our mind in this podcast. We are talking all about food – processed food what we should be looking for glyphosate <laughs> yeah Kristen glyphosate 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 has blown my mind yeah um everything that we should be looking for really in our food to avoid is how I view it um yeah, yeah so it, it's like I can't even fully explain what this podcast is all about because just know it's about our food industry and the good and bad that's in our food right now and I want to preface that because I was one of the stereotypical ones that was like, I don't need to eat organic. I don't need to do this. Like, food is fine. I've been living. I'm fine. She rewords things so that you understand how important it is. And it's not just you can't eat anything. It's not just you can only eat this. It's how to eat and enjoy food and understand food and make it healthy for you and your family. And it is just, it is not this like stereotypical diet eating or this, this, this. 
it is a way of like changing your lifestyle mm-hmm. and changing food so that it's actually good for us and enjoyable and mm-hmm. this, this, and this. Like it's, it's not a diet conversation. No. It's not a how to delete everything that you enjoy in life from your diet. Right. Exactly. But it's how to be aware of what you're eating. And it is, it is honestly one of the most mind blowing podcasts that I, we have done so far for me. Agreed. It was, it's like life changing for me. Well, that says it all, you guys. So <laughs> enjoy our conversation with, I always say it wrong, Carlin. 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 Carlin Call of Just Ingredients. You guys, we are so excited to have Carlin, right? Carlin? Yep, that's I'm right. I'm going to butcher it every time. Carlin call on with the podcast today of just ingredients she i've been stalking her and following her <laughs> because what you do is so important it's so powerful and we are excited to dive in and talk about food and all the ingredients that's that's in our food and what we should be looking out for so thank you for being on this girl life with us today well thank you for having me i'm glad you asked me yeah so I obviously, like I said, have stalked you and followed you and just I'm obsessed with your Instagram. But for our listeners, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are. Okay. So um, I am a mom of six kids and um, I just about 14 years ago really got into healthy living and better ingredients in our food and um and for years, I just sort of kept all that to myself and didn't do anything with it. And so I thought, I'm going to just start a little hobby and try to educate people as to what's happened to our food and the better choices that are out there. And um, it's just grown into just ingredients. And so now it's an Instagram account that I'm trying to educate others on better choices out there, especially moms, just because I relate with needing popsicles or snack food items or things for little kids. And so I try to show people better options of some of the foods that we feed our kids and ourselves. So you started 14 years ago. How do you get started into investigating what's in our food? I mean, how do you even begin? So it started 14 years ago because I actually um, ended up with severe depression and um, really, really bad depression. And so I started seeing doctors and of course they all gave me antidepressants, which I have no problem with that. So I don't want it to sound like there's something wrong with antidepressants. Um, but what I would start asking the doctors is, um, well, how do I heal from this? Because I haven't always had this. So something triggered this or something's causing this. So how do I heal? And a lot of them just kept saying, well, we don't really know how to heal from it, but these antidepressants will help you. And I kept saying, well, that's great. They're going to help me, but I don't want to do this the rest of my life. I need to heal from this. So it took me like two years to finally find a doctor because 14 years ago, this was sort of newer um, science. But I found a doctor who said, yeah, I can help you. It's the lotions you're putting in your body. You're messing up your hormones and it's your gut. Your gut plays a huge role in depression. And so your gut is probably a mess because of all the ingredients in our foods these days. Um, Let's work on balancing your hormones and repairing your gut. And that should help heal you from depression. So it was like an 18 month journey that I went on with this doctor and she taught me a ton. And that started my process of learning what foods destroy my gut bacteria, what foods will help my gut bacteria, 
what things were causing my hormones to be off balance, et cetera. So, um, and it's just for 14 years, grown a little bit more every day, my knowledge about it. So can I ask you, was it a naturopathic doctor? Um, it was, yes. yes I knew it was. So, yeah. And these you know, days though, like internal medicines and functional medicine, um, doctors will take care of it back then. Like yeah. I said, back then it was a newer thing. These days it's really becoming common knowledge or common practice in the clinics and things like that, that gut health plays a huge role in the different health issues that people are having. Yeah, it's definitely transitioning because as a nurse practitioner, you still, and I'm in nurse practitioner school, but you see the docs and the MPs that are still very, very traditional. But then you see, I would say it's like a 50-50. I think people are really starting to kind of have that awareness. Um, but it's good. Ugh, it is good. And I hope people, you know, continue to, continue to, um, feed more to the side that we're on, but can you get super specific on things that you immediately changed when you really dove into researching food and, or, and the beauty products? Like what were some of those first things that you were like, this has got to go? So, okay. So I don't want to overwhelm people, nor did my doctor want to overwhelm me at first, which was good. So one of the first things she talked about was artificial sweeteners, just because um, like sucralose, that really can destroy your gut bacteria. So we were trying to avoid things that would be destroying my gut bacteria. So um, that probably was the first thing. And so I got really good at making sure none of my food in the home and foods that I bought had sucralose, ace K in it, aspartame, things like that. Um, then after that, we went to high fructose corn syrup just because that's a really easy switch. It's in so many things, but like for instance, ketchup, the good one sitting right next to the one with the high fructose corn syrup. So we went to that one next just because it is an easy switch at the grocery store to make. Um, then we went to partially hydrogenated oils, but Nowadays, you don't see very many partially hydrogenated oils, but you do still see the hydrogenated oils. And so um, that was another one that I stayed away from. After I got good with some of the food items like that, then we went to parabens. And that was, I had no idea at the time even what parabens were. And she taught me they were in my lotions and my bath soaps and makeup and all sorts of things. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And it is. Overwhelming. I just love this. I know. We are, are, we've had a few guests on that have kind of talked about like how to make that switch. And like you said, it's super overwhelming and can be for people that are trying to make this transition to clean living, clean eating, clean everything. And so I like that you gave like some good tips. Like right now I'm in the makeup switching and it's hard. It is hard. It's hard when you've had makeup for the last 20 years and you're like, wait, I love this product. How do I find something that's comparable? But it's on your skin all day, every day. So it's so important to understand the effect that it's having. Right. And makeup's hard because it's trial and error. You've got to try out lots of brands (laughs) and see what you like. Right. But I tell people one thing at a time, like find a good lipstick and then find a good foundation. Then, you know, Mm -hmm. don't try to do it all at once. The really scary thing that I'm learning is how a lot of our makeup have endocrine disruptors, you know, and how it's playing a part in infertility. And again, we've talked to some other people on the on the podcast about 
how women are going through infertility so much more it seems like these days maybe it's just talked about more but you know you have to start questioning the food the makeup at least I'm questioning it in with myself (laughs) definitely definitely um it's because the parabens and the phthalates are definite endocrine disruptors the triclosan was but that thankfully is getting out of a lot of our products but the phthalates are really tricky because they don't have to be listed on our ingredients where parabens are listed. So it's easier for someone to pick up a bottle of lotion and say, oh, this has a paraben in it. Okay, I'm not going to buy this one. Um, but the phthalates are really hidden in our fragrance in the products. And so that's why it's a tricky one. People want to have a smelly lotion or a smelly shampoo, but a lot of times it's full of phthalates and the phthalates are what you don't want um, if you're, you know, it's an endocrine disruptors, messing with our estrogen, messing with our hormones. And so that the BPAs as well, there was BPAs and a lot of things we're trying to eliminate a lot of those. Um, women are getting smarter to drink out of, you know, better cups and better <laughs> water bottles, water containers, things like that. So, yeah. Ugh. Okay. So let's make the switch. Let's go back to food. Okay. So there's been this whole thing. And I think there's kind of a war going of like organic versus not organic. Some people have views that why would you spend the money on organic? And so I'm curious is organic versus not organic, the importance of the USDA and like, what is the difference? Why does it matter that we're buying organic food, even organic processed food? What, why is that so important to us? Okay. So this is how I try to tell people. We ate organic food for thousands of years. In fact, we ate it probably till like 60s or 70s. Um, then we, in the 80s and 90s especially, we started making all these man-made chemicals, man-made sweeteners, artificial sweeteners. We created GMO crops, which are sprayed by a herbicide called glyphosate. Um, we started giving cows certain hormones that would help with milk production. We just started inventing all these things. And finally around 2000, because it was in the 80s and 90s that a lot of this was created, finally people were like, we want a word that tells us we don't have all that those man-made chemicals, man-made um, pesticides, man-made everything in our food. We want it just how it was hundreds of years ago. And so they had to come up with the word organic. So a lot of people think organic is some trendy new thing for the rich or the elite or the millennials but organic (laughs) is just the food we've always eaten it's our non-organic food that's actually the new invention not organic um and so organic is just a word that tells you there's no artificial dyes in it okay this is for processed food don't think about produce right now okay so (laughs) organic just tells you that there's no artificial dyes in it There's no artificial sweeteners like the aspartame, sucralose, um, ACE-K. It also tells you there's no artificial preservatives in it, um, like BHT. We know how to preserve with vitamin E, things like that, so we don't need the synthetic preservatives. Um, It tells you that there's no artificial flavorings. Artificial flavorings just code name for, like, hundreds of chemicals. Um, It tells you that the crops haven't been sprayed with glyphosate. And it tells you that it's not a genetically modified crop. Um, It tells you that there's been no added hormones. It also tells you that there's no antibiotics. And it tells you, um, like for milk or eggs, things like that, that the 
animals have been fed 100% organic as well. They haven't been fed the GMO soy or the GMO corn. So organic is just a word telling us that big list of we don't have. I just want to be like, (laughs) say it louder for the people in the back. Like it doesn't mean it's this fancy. I love that. I love that you just broke that down in such like easy to understand terms because I do think it gets kind of a bad rap. Like organic becomes pretentious almost. It does. It does. Well, it just doesn't have crap in it. I'm sitting here like, why wouldn't like, why would you ever hate on organic then? Like, I have family members that literally hate on organic foods. And I'm just like, what? Like, My I only challenge right. to that would be is that it is more expensive. And I think that's where it's unfair that we're sometimes pricing people out of eating non-organic food. But you know what? I've seen over the years it really dropped in price. Like it's, oh, it's becoming more mainstream, I think. And as more and more people buy it, the prices will continue to drop. And big stores like um, Target now has their line of organic food that actually isn't that much more expensive than the non-organic. And same with like the big Kroger companies, they've got their Simple Truth Organic. And so these bigger, some of these companies are trying to provide better options for us at a better price. So I think we'll continue to see the prices drop and be more affordable for everybody. Yeah, that's that's so awesome. That's what I'm hoping. Um, Really quick, I saw on Instagram, of course, because I was (laughs) I read all your stuff. You said something about the importance of the USDA, like something with USDA and organic. Oh, okay. So just they have a certified label because so many people will tell me, oh, organic, that's just a word they can put on the can put on a label, um, Got it. which they could, they would be fine tremendously, but it does happen where some companies have used the word organic, but when it has that USDA organic label on it, it's that green circle, um, that means it's been certified through them. And it's actually a strict process to get that label. And they actually are really good about checking all the different guidelines and making sure that it's truly organic. So I trust that label. If I don't see that label on something, then I don't trust it. Okay, good to know. <laughs> good to know. That's awesome. Yeah. As someone strictly buying organic, that's good to know. Um, that kind of feeds into... Yeah, that feeds into our next um, question about reading labels. Because labels are what frustrate me. Because I feel like they're so hard to trust because they're always sneaking crap in. And then you don't even know what all the chemicals are in there. And... So how do you break down a label? Like what are some of the important things to look for on labels and I don't know, things to avoid? Okay. So you need to probably have like your five top things to look for. So I always look for artificial sweeteners. So you, if it has like a sucralose, aspartame, you know, ACE case, something like that, I'm not going to buy it. Second, I would look for oils. Like if it's a hydrogenated oil, I'm not going to buy it. If it's a canola oil that's not organic, I'm not going to buy it just because canola is a GMO crop. Um, Artificial dyes, if it's got any red 40, blue one, you know, yellow five, yellow six, I'm not going to buy it. Um, How many? Was that three or four? I can't (laughs) say three. Then I also look for the GMO crops. So the main five are sugar, corn, soy, canola, and cotton. So if it's got just plain sugar, 
in a product then and it doesn't say cane sugar because sugar comes from sugar beets which is genetically modified then i know it's a genetically modified crop and i stay mm -hmm. away from it that one gets a little bit trickier though so you have to sort yeah. of memorize those five gmo crops and know to look for those um labels are really hard oh the other thing maybe would be that because that was four i would maybe look for preservatives like bht okay. i don't like that one um okay but with labels as well can i t talk about the gmo label the yeah. non-gmo label yes <laughs> okay that one's a little tricky so i tr that non-gmo label is used sometimes as a marketing ploy meaning let's say baby food that is a jar of peaches okay well the peaches aren't genetically modified and so to have a non-gmo label on there is like well, yeah, anybody could put that on because peaches aren't genetically modified. Oh, or the <laughs> other one is oats. I see this all the time, like Quaker Oats has a big non-GMO label on it. Well, oats are not genetically modified. So of course they can stamp that label on <laughs> the Quaker Oats. It doesn't mean that those oats are any more healthy by any means. Right. So that, Interesting. So does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. So, My mind is just like, <sighs> <laughs> so a non-GMO label is important for those five main crops, the sugar, the soy, the corn, the canola, and the cotton. So like if it's mayonnaise with canola oil in it and it says non-GMO, then that's true. It's telling you it's a non-genetically modified canola in there. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully that makes sense. It, Sometimes yeah. I say it and it okay it does Absolutely. but it's like a lot to take in i mean i'm gonna have to go back and listen to this podcast and like write notes <laughs> write down, down. <laughs> because it's it good it is a stuff. lot to take in yeah but that's why i tell people baby steps mm -hmm. like if you try to learn it all at once it's way too overwhelming or if you try to clean up your food and your hygiene products and your cleaning supplies in your home it's just too much so people give up they're like i can't do it forget it I can't tell you how many times I've been in, you know, the grocery store looking at a label and I'm Googling things like, what is yeah. this word? And I think it's, I've found at least if I don't know the name, I probably am not going to buy it just because it kind of freaks me out. Like if I don't know what it's telling me is in my food, then I'm probably not going to buy it just because I don't know. And that's an awesome way to read labels. <laughs> in fact, I just taught some teenage girls last night at class and I told them, if you wouldn't find it in your pantry, one of the ingredients on the label, if you wouldn't find it in your pantry, you probably shouldn't buy it. So for instance, are you going to find Ace K sitting in your pantry? No, but are you going to find maybe honey and sugar and salt and some cashews or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're gonna find, so if you can recognize the ingredients and they're probably in your pantry, then buy that food. If you can't recognize the ingredient, it probably belongs back in the chemistry lab and not in your body. Exactly. And that's why that is a great tip. I've looked for brands like Simple Mills um, is one a brand that lists like the eight, 10 ingredients they use. That's it. I'm always promoting them because I love, you know, that they have exactly what's on or what's in it is right on the label. And like, you know what it all is. You yep. understand. So. That's yep, like Siete, my favorite brand, like my favorite chips and tortillas. It's like four things. I'm like, I know exactly what those four items are. It's great. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And that's how we should be eating. So I love that companies, more companies are coming out like that, which is awesome. Okay. Let's dive into 
I'm going to butcher this because I am not smart, but glyphosate. Yeah, people say it that way or glyphosate. Glyphosate. I say glyphosate, but you hear it both ways. But so I know about it. Yeah. For those who don't know, share about it because it's in everything from like grain to milk. And we're just kind of starting to have this conversation around what it is. So tell us about it. Okay, so. Basically, it's an herbicide that is being used on our genetically modified crops. So that corn, that sugar, that soy, the canola that I've told you about before, it is now, they have gone in and genetically modified those crops so that when they're out in the field growing, the planes can drop herbicide or the glyphosate all over the whole farm and it will kill the weeds because glyphosate is the active ingredient in Roundup. That's just an easy way to remember it. So it's like a weed killer. So it will go, the planes will drop the herbicide and it will kill all the weeds, but it also, those genetically modified crops have been modified to grow when that weed killer is sprayed on them, where normally a normal crop is going to die if you put a weed killer on it. And so, the problem is, is it's soaking into the dirt and the roots of the plants are soaking in the glyphosate. It's being sprayed on the leaves. It's being sprayed on the all parts of the crop. And so then we harvest these crops and then that glyphosate is mixed into our food as they process these crops. Hopefully that Ugh. makes sense. It is terrifying. It is like I, this is my one thing where I, I wish people would truly understand what is happening here like you're literally ingesting roundup like and i i continue to read articles about how this is i mean i've read one article one study that was done that like ingesting it for x amount of years increases your chance of cancer by 40 percent i mean yeah that article that just came out yeah it's like we this is a crisis for for me at least in my family this is something that we completely um have already handled <laughs> and I, I wish that people would understand because it's not just in grains i feel like so many people say oh it's in our oats or it's in this it's in that but what about our dairy because it's in our dairy too right it is so okay back to your grains and then i'll come to dairy so people need to remember those five genetically modified crops because for sure it's on those. So um, remember those. But then the other two places that it's really being seen a lot is with our oats and our wheat. And oats and wheat are not genetically modified. So that gets mixed up a lot. But we still use glyphosate on it because seven to 10 days before harvest, they spray the glyphosate on the oats and wheat to dry them out so that they can go harvest all at the same time. So it saves them money. They don't have to have farmers harvesting different rows at different times. They can just harvest all at the same time. And so we that's how we find it in our oats and wheat. But with our dairy, we're feeding the cows those GMO mm -hmm. crops, especially the soy, the corn, um, oats, things like that. And so that's how it's coming through our the milk supply is mm. through the cows eating it. Well, mm. I just think, I mean, I'm, we're completely free of lactose in my house. And um, I just think milk is something I, I continue to see, like, here's a cheese stick. Here's a yogurt. Here's a cup of milk for dinner. Like, there, we, we are pushing so much dairy on our kids. 
And I feel like it's still looked at as like a good thing where a little bit is maybe good. But I mean, there's a whole nother element now with this glyphosate being in that, that I think we have to really look and say, you know, is dairy and pushing milk on our kids a really positive thing? Well, and dairy does cause a lot of inflammation in people, and they're finding that inflammation is the root cause of lots of issues, migraines, depression, joint pain, autoimmune issues. Um, So we have to be careful. (laughs) (laughs) But now the other problem is that almonds are really are being sprayed with glyphosate. So now I tell people that are going dairy free, make sure you do organic almond milk um, because of the glyphosate. So organic is telling us there's no glyphosate or glyphosate has not been sprayed on the crops. And so that's why organic's really important with all of this as well. Yeah, it and it is. To move into to the other thing that I know um, I kind of connected with you on, Some as someone who's gluten intolerant, um, it blew my mind when you started talking about glyphosate intolerance. And it sounded like you personally had this happen where you thought maybe you were gluten intolerant, but you came back to being glyphosate intolerant. Will you tell so, us? Yeah. So what happened was about five years ago, I, um, the doctor and I figured out that I was gluten intolerant. I don't have celiacs, but my stomach just would hurt every time I did gluten and just twist and turn and bloating. And if you've had gluten issues before, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so I went off gluten or tried to minimally have it. And about, oh, maybe a year ago now, I was having all those same issues again. And I was like, what is going on? Like, do I have cancer in my stomach or do I have, you know, something else? So I went to the doctor and I, everything was fine medically. So we were talking and, um, I don't know how we were just talking about breakfast and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I love oatmeal. I eat oats all the time. Um, I buy my oats in bulk. I flake them myself. And all of a sudden she's like, are you sure those are are organic oats. And I was like, well, I always buy organic. And I was like, well, I don't know. I buy them in big 50 pound bags. Maybe I should go home and check. And she's like, you've got to be eating something with glyphosate on it. She's like, you're medically fine somewhere in your diet is glyphosate. And I'm like, no, I stay far, far away from glyphosate. I don't eat it. And she's like, that's the only thing I can think of why your stomach is reacting the same as it did when you had gluten issues, you know, five years ago, long story short. I went home and realized that this one 50 pound bag of oats that I had been eating for weeks um, was not organic, but they just come in big brown bags. So I figured it was like all my other ones. Anyways, I just missed that that one wasn't organic. So she said, try getting off those oats and see if you go back to normal. I totally went back to normal once I got rid of those glyphosate covered oats and I was fine. And she's like, you have a glyphosate intolerance. And, And since then, I've sort of like tested it just to see. So I'll try something that I know that has um, glyphosate in it or on it. And yeah, I have the same bloating issues, wow. celiac-like type symptoms. So, wow. So. Yeah, that's something to think about for, for listeners who, because I hear, I have so many people say, no, I know I'm not. Like I do fine with gluten. I do fine with this. I f- do fine with that. But, and me. <laughs> yeah, Kristen. Yeah, even Kristen and my mom too. Um, so it's something to really look at. And Kristen, it would be interesting for you to test it out. I'd be yeah, curious. Yeah, because I, same thing, like I, I have to admit, I don't eat organic all the time. Um, 
but I'm pretty much gluten-free most of the time just because same thing. It do, I'm not, I don't have celiac, but it hurts my stomach. But every once in a while, I'll have a day where my stomach just absolutely kills like I've eaten, like I would if I had gluten. And I, that is, I'm like, my mind is blown. I'm like starting to think about the things that have hurt my tummy when I eat these things. And I'm like, now I'm going to go back and I should, I'm going to play with that and see if that helps. Well, it's a whole scientific issue that I won't get into, but of why glyphosate mimics yeah. celiacs and it's has to do with the amino acids and the proteins and um, it mimics IBS. So a lot of people, I mean, if you look at how many people say they have gluten issues, I mean, what just, ha what happened in our gluten in the last five, 10 years that now everybody's having issues, you know, it's, I think a lot of those people actually have glyphosate issues, yeah. but just don't understand that because we didn't understand really what glyphosate was until yeah. more recently. This is what's so- My mind is blown. Yeah. <laughs> this is what's so funny, and I'm the girl that goes on the bunny trails, because I have a huge, and it's not to like be mean to anyone or say anything, but it's so sad to me because so many people struggle with with digest, you know, digestive issues, and food holds such a power over us as Americans, people are so stubborn and so resistant to change. To be like, no, I have to be able to like give my kid, you know, uh, goldfish. Like I'm not, I, I just, they're just so resistant to change. And it's just so sad. It is, but I think a lot of it, I think two things. One, um, for years, we grew up, especially like my generation, eating Cheerios and Cheerios was fine. And so why shouldn't I feed my kid Cheerios? It comes down to educating saying, well, guess what? Our Cheerios aren't the same Cheerios that they used to be. Now they've got glyphosate on their oats. The EWG has tested them numerous times and glyphosate is in the oats. So it comes down to educating because they just don't understand that. If you don't understand glyphosate, then why not eat Cheerios, right? We yeah. eat Cheerios for hundreds of, or not hundreds, but you know, <laughs> lots of years. Um, so I think it comes down to educating. And two, sometimes people aren't willing to change until something drastic in their life happens. And so mm -hmm. I don't think, had I not had that depression, would I have searched for something to make me feel better? But healing from depression and never being on an antidepressant, oh my gosh, an antidepressant <laughs> since, um, I know that food is medicine for me. I know that gut, my gut health plays a huge role in my life. But if you've never had to experience something like that, then yeah. it's like, why change? No, you, you hit the nail on the head because that, mm -hmm. that's what happened to me because I was so sick. Kristen knew me in high school. I was all, I mean, I was just a mess and even into college and until I changed my food and I, I mean, it was life changing. And I, I think I still have a long way to go. I struggle with infertility and I think that maybe even more of my products I'm using, it's probably affecting me. So anyways, I think you hit the nail on the head there. So sorry, bunny trail. <laughs> <laughs> Let's divert back to the artificial sweetener conversation because we've kind of touched on it before, but it's kind of in everything. And I think, you know, it gets downplayed the effect that it has when it's linked to cancer and things like that. And it's just kind of not really talked about. So like, what do you think are the healthier options that people can switch to? Because some people are kind of addicted to it. They're addicted to Splenda and sucralose and all these different things. So what would your opinion be on that? So two things. A lot of people that are like counting macros, 
do the no sugar because yeah. of the carbs, you know, but they're taking in the sucralose, whatever. Um, Preach. Sometimes Again. The, oh my gosh, girl. Sometimes the regular ingredient is better for you. Sucralose, actually, they have lots of studies now showing, in fact, one just came out this year, showing that it actually contributes to weight gain, not weight loss. So here's people on macros ingesting sucralose because it's less carbs, but it's destroying their gut bacteria and all sorts of scientific things that is contributing to weight gain. So you have to be really careful um, thinking that these no sugar added and no carb things are actually going to help you with weight loss. Um, there's other choices out there now, thankfully. Monk fruit is a really good alternative, and you're seeing lots of things now with monk fruit. Mm -hmm. That's a natural sweetener. Um, but honestly, I say just eat the real food. Like, I always tell people, I don't know, avocados and green, uh, avocados and spinach and bananas aren't going to make you fat. You know what I mean? It's the chocolate yeah. cake all day long or the, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So sometimes it's just best to eat the real food. Like yeah. first syrup is a huge one. There's so many low calorie syrups full of sucralose. Well, you know what? Just have a tiny little bit of the real maple syrup and it has great uh, minerals and enzymes and things in it that your body needs and just have a little bit of it. You don't need big old tablespoons of it. Right. And I think that's the big thing is people are like, well, I want a cup of maple syrup on my pancake so they go then to the you know sugar-free blah 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 different version of a syrup but it's like you're right one tablespoon or a teaspoon of it it tastes better mm -hmm. first of all and it is it's the natural food yeah I like that it's better it's better for you what I tell people instead of looking at the macros maybe you should look at the micros what yeah. it's actually doing inside your body yes amen like so. preach girl I I cannot <laughs> tell you I mean I oh it kills me to see um, these these people doing macros or other types of diets where they they think that just like counting calories and eating this much, but it doesn't matter what you eat. You eat all the processed stuff like that light and fit yogurt that you know that stuff that tastes like crappy, stupid yogurt you ate when you were little. <laughs> it's full of so much stuff, full of so many awful sweeteners, but you're promoting it as something that's so healthy, so good for you, and you're going to lose weight being able to just like have yogurt as a snack. But they don't think about what it's what is it's doing to the inside of their, you know, your body. So it right. it revs me up. And I'm just going to say one thing so I don't get hashed on this. I actually don't have a problem with macro counters because I actually think it's really important to know what a carb is and what a fat is and what a protein is and how much you're eating of all of it. Cause it's not right to eat a ton of carbs all day long. So it's good for a beginner. Well, for people to start to know what a macro, what macros are, and it's good to know serving sizes, but it's not a, what I don't like with macros is when, like you said, you're eating the light and fit yogurt and you're messing up your micros. You're yes. eating not the real food. You're eating man-made ingredients to try to fit your macros because you can do macros with all whole food ingredients. And exactly. so that's the type of macro counting I agree with. That is exactly how I think. I think you can diet, you can count macros, you can do whatever, but it's the type of foods you are consuming. That is what right. it comes down to. So again, mm -hmm. Right. Macro people don't hate on me either, but it just it comes <laughs> it comes down to I don't care what you're doing, but it just comes down to what you're consuming. So correct. 
Okay. <laughs> now <laughs> hopefully no one will attack us. <laughs> okay. So I'm sure you get this question all the time. Where do I start if I want to change my food patterns? You kind of answered it. You said start with the five. But any other tips that you can think of besides looking for those few ingredients? Yeah, so I actually tell people either do it by ingredient, meaning pick an ingredient. So say, for instance, you have a child struggling with ADHD or mood swings in your home, then start with artificial dyes and get really good at eliminating everything in your home with artificial dyes. Get good with the foods, get good with the hand soap, the bath soaps, the toothpaste, everything. Once you're good with artificial dyes, and that might take you a week, it might take you six months, it might take you a year. But once you're done with artificial dyes and you're really good with that and you can just pick the item out at the grocery store that is without it, then move on to the next ingredient. And say you're having depression issues in your home, then fix the sucralose and the aspartame, get rid of the artificial sweeteners that are destroying the gut bacteria. So I tell people either do it by ingredient and get really good at one ingredient before you move to the next, or some people just like to do every grocery shop switch to a better product. So like one week could be bread, find a better bread. And that is the bread you always bring home every week. Or in the second week, maybe move to milk or the third week is move to the new cracker that your child is going to like. So you have to make a plan that works for you. Um, I actually went by ingredient and just got good with each ingredient all the way. And it took me a long time to finally get to makeup. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't want to deal with makeup while I was trying to deal with food. But sure. once I got really good at the grocery shopping and I could just hurry and pick the items that I knew were good and we would use all the time, then I met, went to makeup and hygiene and, you know, and then once you're good with that, then move to cleaning products. Or one other tip, a lot of people like to do use it up and replace it with something better. So for instance, if you want a new all-purpose cleaner for your house, use up what you have when you need to replace it by a better all-purpose cleaner. That's so, the track I'm on. There you go. So three different things. <laughs> Perfect. Change weekly, replace and reuse, or by mm -hmm. ingredient. Okay, so I feel like this really relates to me. You are a busy mom. You have six kids. How do you prep for grocery shopping? And what are some <laughs> of your favorite places to shop? Because I think about that as I, I meal prep every week. What are your tips on how to do this better? So honestly, I don't have time to run from store to store to store. Um, and people always tell me, oh, you have got to go to so many places to shop like this. Find somewhere by you that has the majority of your good stuff. Our Costco is great. I can go to Costco and get our week's worth of um, groceries. Our Kroger by us, Kroger is a different name in every state. It's Smith's here. Um, they have great selections of things. So I can also go there and get my week's worth. Um, once in a while, there's things that I want like at Target and I'll make a Target run but honestly it doesn't have to be like you only shop at Whole Foods I couldn't afford that with six kids I've got to be smart with our budget as well um, so you can find better options just at your local grocery store your Costco your Target so perfect awesome. if there was one key takeaway from our conversation today because there's a lot and like I said I'm going to be <laughs> listening myself <laughs> what would the key takeaway be for our listeners um, I would say just get working on a healthier life. Just get on the path and take baby steps and figure out what's going to work for you to get improving. It doesn't need to all be done at once, but at least get on the path 
of trying to clean up your home life. Love that. So on TGL, we have a new segment called Yay and Nay. One thing you're currently loving and one thing you're not loving. What is your yay and what is your nay? Can it be food items? Sure. Yes. <laughs> anything in the whole world. <laughs> uh, my, oh, I have lots of yays there, but I'll just pick one. Um, I love my protein um, shake every day <laughs> lately. Um, I get in little ruts of sometimes doing the same thing over and over, but I have a chocolate protein powder from Trubani that I love and I throw spinach in it and collagen and some organic almond milk. And I don't know, every day that's my favorite lately. So that'd be my yay. Um, my nay would probably be glyphosate. I'm on a big <laughs> kick that I can't stand it. And I'm trying to educate everybody on it. And so that's my nay. I love that nay. That's my nay too. too right now. Goodness. <laughs> All right. And we always, because Kristen and I are best friends and this podcast is all about women coming together to learn from each other and grow. And we always ask, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received from your best friend? Um, it would probably be, because I've tried to live by this for a long time now. We're all doing our best, but everybody's best just looks different. So I think about that when I'm in the grocery store and I see people with like, items I wouldn't buy, I think, well, she's doing the best that she knows for her kids. That's her best. Her best just looks different than my best. So I've tried not to judge people over the years. Like if they're doing something different as a parent than I would, I say, well, that's their best and that they're doing the best they can for their kids. So I think it makes it really helpful to not judge others out there. If you just think that everybody's doing their best, it just looks different than yours. That's awesome. I needed that. I have a hard yeah, time. Yeah, me too. I have a hard time de um, definitely with that, I think. So I needed that. That's that's really nice. Well, good. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, where can our listeners find you? Where And we're going to list all of this on our, our website, but just give us a shout out to where we can find you. So just.ingredients on Instagram, and then it's just ingredients with Cara Lynn for my website, my blog, and I will soon be on Facebook. Yay! Good. <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you so much. You are a wealth of knowledge. And again, I'm going to be stalking you and keeping up with all your information because you are a killer researcher. So thank you for being on TGL. Thank you so much for having me. Wait, guys, before you leave, we want to hear what you thought about this episode. So leave us a review on iTunes. You know your girls love a good five-star review. Also, don't forget to subscribe to This Girl Life Extras newsletter. We're so freaking excited to have you guys as virtual besties. And each week, we're going to send you a little extra content from the two of us. Tips, positive mantras, giveaways, extra interviews, must-have books, music, and a sneak peek at upcoming episodes. If you don't want to miss out, head to the link in our bio on Instagram to sign up.